Number 18. Alauddin al-Attar Your image is constantly before my eyes. Your remembrance is always upon my lips. The thought of you forever in my heart. Where can you hide from me? Attributed to Halaj Alauddin al-Attar was a star from among the perfect saints. He was one of the scholars who act on what they know. He was known as the fruit of the tree of divine knowledge, the life of spiritual knowledge, the eraser of darkness, the guide of the noble and common people alike, the fountain that never dries up, the best guide to enlightenment on the path to the Lord. He was foremost in removing the thorns of falsehood from the path of truth. He stood in the center of the realm of the spiritual poles. He carried the burden of the spiritual caliphate. He raised the souls of his brothers until the whole universe was calling him and remembering him. The external and internal knowledge of religion flourished because of his truthfulness. He left everything that he had inherited from his father to his two brothers and devoted himself to study in the schools of Bukhara. He became accomplished in all arts, especially the knowledge of Sufism and the Islamic sciences. He proposed to the daughter of Shah Naqshband, asking for her hand in marriage. Shah Naqshband's answer came one day, after midnight, when awakening from his sleep in Khasr al-Arafan, he went quickly to the school in Bukhara where Alauddin lived. There he found everyone asleep except Alauddin, who was up reading the Holy Quran by the light of a tiny oil lamp. He came up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder, but Alauddin did not respond. He prodded him more, but he still did not react. Then, through his spiritual vision, Shah Naqshband perceived that Alauddin was not present, but was in the Divine Presence. He then called him spiritually, and Alauddin immediately looked up and said, Oh, my Sheikh! Shah Naqshband said, I have had a dream in which the Prophet accepted your proposal for my daughter. For that reason I have come to you by myself late at night to inform you of the good news. Alauddin said, O oh, my Sheikh, I have nothing to spend on your daughter or myself because I am very poor, having given all my inheritance to my brothers. Sharnakshaband replied, O oh, my son, whatever God has written for you on the day of promises will accrue to you, so do not worry, God will provide. He said, One day a Sheikh asked me, how is your heart? I said, I do not know how my heart is. He said, I know my heart, and it is like the moon in the third night. I related this story to Shah Naqshband, who said, 
he answered according to his heart. When he said this, he stepped on my foot and pressed on it. Immediately I left myself and I saw that everything in this world and this universe was in my heart. When I awoke from that state of unconsciousness, he was still standing on my foot. He said, If the heart is like that, then no one can describe it. What do you think now about the holy tradition? Neither my earth nor my heavens can contain me, but the heart of the believer contains me. This is one of the hidden secrets that you must come to understand. Then Shah Naqshaban took full responsibility for him. He raised him from one state to another and prepared him to appear in the Divine Presence and to ascend the lofty towers of spiritual knowledge and leave behind all kinds of ignorance in order to reach the state of reality. He became unique among the many followers of Bahauddin Naqshband. The Sheikh ordered him, during his lifetime, to enlighten some of the Sheikh's followers also. Thus, Sheikh Muhammad Parsa followed him as well. Sheikh Muhammad Parsa wrote that he heard from Sheikh Alauddin, I was given power by my Sheikh, Shah Naqshband, such that if I were to focus on everyone in this universe, I would raise all of them to the state of perfection. One time the scholars of Bukhara had a disagreement concerning the possibility of seeing God in this world. Some of them denied the possibility and some of them affirmed it. All of them were followers of Sheikh Alauddin. They came to him and said, We are asking you to be judge in this matter. He said, Those of you who have denied the possibility of seeing God in this life, stay with me three days, keeping ablution at all times and remaining silent. He kept them in his presence for three days, directing his spiritual power on them, until they all beheld a very powerful state, causing them to faint. When they regained consciousness, they came to him crying out, We believe and we confirm that it is true, and kissed his feet. They told him, We accept what you said, that it is possible to see God in this life. They devoted themselves to him, never leaving him, and making it their custom to kiss the threshold of his door. They composed the following verse, Out of blindness, they asked, How can we reach the divine? Put in their hands the candles of purity. They will know that the possibility of seeing is not impossible. Sheikh Alauddin was very dear and special to Shah Naqshband, just as Joseph had been dear to the heart of his father, Jacob. From the Light of His Sayings The intention of seclusion is to leave the earthly connection and to direct the self to the heavenly truth. It is said the seeker of external knowledge must hold tight to the rope of God and the seeker of internal knowledge must hold tight to God.
When Shah Naqshband got new clothes, he would give them to someone else to wear. After they were used, he would borrow them back. Levels of Annihilation When God makes you forget both worldly power and the heavenly kingdom, this is absolute annihilation. If he makes you forget absolute annihilation, it is the essence of absolute annihilation. Proper Conduct You have to be at the level of the people around you and to hide your state from them because the Prophet said, I have been ordered to speak with people according to what their hearts can contain. Beware of hurting the hearts of Sufis. If you want their company, you must first learn how to behave in their presence or you are going to harm yourself, for their way is a very delicate way. It is said, there is no place in our way for one who does not have good manners. If you think you are behaving well, then you are wrong, because seeing your own behavior as good is itself a form of pride. On Visiting Graves The benefit of visiting the graves of your sheikhs depends on the knowledge you have of them. To be near the graves of pious people has a good influence, but it is better to direct yourself to their souls. This carries with it a higher spiritual influence. The Prophet said, Send prayers for me wherever you are. This means that you can reach him wherever you are. It applies to his saints also because they take their power from him. The proper way of visiting graves is to direct yourself to God and to make these souls your means to God, humbling yourself to His creation. You humble yourself externally to them and internally to God. To bow before human beings is not allowed unless you look on them as an appearance of God then that humbleness will not be directed to them, but it will be directed to the one who is appearing in them, and that is God. The Best Dhikr The way of contemplation and meditation is higher and more perfect than the way of dhikr by La ilaha illallah. The seeker, through contemplation and meditation, can reach the internal knowledge and will be able to enter the heavenly kingdom. He will be authorized to look at God's creation, and he will know what is passing in their hearts, even the slightest gossip or whispering. He will be authorized to enlighten their hearts with the light from the essence of the essence of the state of oneness. Protecting the Heart Silence is the best state, except under three conditions. You must not keep silent in the face of bad gossip attacking your heart. You must not keep silent in directing your heart to the remembrance of God. 
and you must not keep silent when the vision inside your heart orders you to speak. To protect your heart from evil thoughts is very difficult. I protected my heart for twenty years without letting a single whisper. The best deed in this way is to punish the whispering and gossip in the breast. I was unhappy with some of my followers because they did not try to keep the state of vision that appeared to them. Love of the Sheikh If the heart of the follower is full of love of the Sheikh, this love replacing all other loves of the heart, then the heart will be able to receive the transmission of the heavenly knowledge, which has no beginning and no end. The disciple has to tell all his states to his sheikh. He has to believe that he will never reach his goal except through the satisfaction and love of his sheikh. He must seek that satisfaction and he must know that all doors are blocked, internal and external, except the one door which is his sheikh. He has to sacrifice himself for the sake of his sheikh. Even if he has the highest knowledge and the highest capacity for struggle, he must leave all that and feel as though he has nothing before his sheikh. The seeker must give the sheikh authority in all his affairs, religious and worldly, in such a way that he has no will before the will of his sheikh. The duty of the sheikh is to look at the daily activities of the disciple and to advise and correct him, his living and his religion, to help him find the best way to reach his reality. To visit saints is an obligatory sunnah, a duty on every seeker, at least every day or every other day while keeping the limits of respect for the sheikh. If the distance is great between you and your sheikh, visit him at least every one or two months. Do not rely only on your connection with his heart, lest you become disconnected. I guarantee to anyone who seeks this way that if he imitates the sheikh with sincerity, he will eventually find its reality. Shah Naqshaband ordered me to imitate him, and whatever I did in imitation of him immediately brought its results. However, he also warned, The masters of our way cannot be known except in the station of colors and changes. Whoever imitates their behavior in that station will succeed. Whoever imitates their behavior in their station of perfection, however, will be corrupted. He will be safe from corruption only if his master has mercy on him 
and reveals to him the reality of that station. What he means, and God knows best, is that the seeker cannot reach perfection until he has been perfected. The station of color and changes is the one in which the seeker struggles hard by fasting, by worshipping, by seclusion, and by maintaining steadfastness in his love and respect for his master from one difficulty to another. Imitating his master in this manner will bring him success because his master excels in all these efforts. However, if he imitates the master when the latter is in his state of perfection, he will be in danger just as if he tried to fly without first growing wings. It is necessary for the seeker to climb the mountain first before he enjoys the view at the top. To climb the mountain, the seeker must journey from the lower world to the Divine Presence. He must travel from the ego's world of sensual reality to the soul's consciousness of the Divine Reality. To make progress on this journey, the seeker must bring into his heart the picture of his Sheikh, as it is the most powerful means of detaching himself from the hold of the senses. The Sheikh becomes, in his heart, the mirror of the Absolute Essence. If he is successful, the state of self-effacement or absence from the world of the senses appears in him. To the degree that this state increases in him, his attachment to the world of the senses will weaken and disappear, and the station of the absolute void of sensing other than God will dawn on him. The highest degree of this station is called annihilation. Thus, Sharnakshaband counseled his disciples, When that state of self-effacement comes on me, leave me alone and give yourself also to that state and accept its rights on us. Of this journey, Sheikh Alauddin said to his disciples, The shortest path to our goal, which is God, Almighty and Exalted, is for God to lift the veil from the essence of the face of His Oneness that appears in all creation. He does this with the state of erasure and annihilation in His Absolute Oneness until His majestic essence dawns upon and eliminates consciousness of anything other than Him. This is the end of the journey of seeking God and the beginning of another journey. At the end of the journey of seeking and the state of attraction comes the state of self-effacement and annihilation. This is the goal of all mankind as God mentioned in the Quran. I did not create jinn and mankind except to worship me. Quran chapter 51 verse 56
Worship here means perfect knowledge. On the second of the month of Rajab, 802 Hijra, 1400 Current Era, Alauddin said, I am going to leave you to go to the other life, and no one can stop me. He died on the 20th of Rajab, 802, 1400 Current Era. He was buried in the city of Jaganyan, one of the suburbs of Bukhara. He passed his secret to one of his many caliphs, Sheikh Yaqub al-Sharhi.